Hi, and welcome to Natural Bliss Podcast for a better quality of life. I'm your host for today, Joyce Wheeler. You're going to want to go ahead and head over to MajesticTera.com, click on shop, and go get yourself some shungite for protection against the electromagnetic field. And Valentine's Day is coming up pretty soon, so it's a great gift to give the people that you love and care about. Also, check out our skincare products, which are handcrafted. I did take a course to formulate, so they're safe. Also, some of them contain original, unique ingredients like kombucha. All of our liquids are infused with shungite, which is what we're going to talk about today. And... Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell so you get notifications. I put a podcast up every Thursday. So let's get on with it. Today I have a special guest with me. He is my husband, Randy Wheeler, and he is a Shungite shielding specialist. Welcome to the show, Randy. Hello, good afternoon. So you have a background in electronics. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how it coincides with Shungite? Well, I started electronics somewhere around 1975, 76 in the high school electronics. And they had a vocational course and completed that in two years and decided to go on with it. So I went to a place called the Area Vocational School in Jackson, Tennessee at McCuller Field. And I completed that course. And then later on, I wanted to increase more of my electronic training. So I went to school for computer engineering at State Technical Institute in Memphis. And uh, I decided I really didn't like the engineering aspect of it as well as I did the repair and technical aspect of it. So I stayed in electronic repair for well over 35 years, which I'm still active in some, just not as much as we were because there's a lot less to do in it nowadays. So I don't do as much of it. But uh, yeah, coming into Shungax kind of right up my alley and I understand a lot about shielding because all of the things that I worked with had to be shielding shielded from uh, external noises. I worked in the musical instrument end of electronics. And when you work in electronics, you have to specialize. Um, People think, you know, electronics, you can repair anything out there and it's just not true. Uh, You work in a particular area most of the time and that's that's where your expertise is in it. And mine being in the musical instrument field, I I did get to do a variety of things, everything from uh, very old tube equipment to uh, early and later solid state equipment. Then when the digital age come in, of course I had computer engineering. So I was well adversed in the, in the digital end of it. And uh, all of the stuff that we work with, especially things like guitars and basses and even keyboards and things, they all have to be shielded so that they don't get outside noises in. And so shielding is a very important part of electronics, no matter pretty much anything that you're working in, you're, even your cell phone has the computer that you're using is shielding. Uh, any, anything, any type of an electronic circuit usually has to have some kind of shielding to keep noises out. So I had to understand a lot about shielding and what works best with different things. And not all shielding is the same. Uh, uh, shielding can be considerably different depending on what you're working on. So it kind of gave me the advantage when we started working in Shungai to understand what it can do, what it can't do. And uh, I try to advise people accordingly so that they, they do understand what it will help with and what it can't help with. So, so what is Shungite? Shungite is a mineral that comes from Russia. It's got a very high carbon content, depending on there, there are different grades of it. Some has more carbon than others, but it all has some carbon in it. 
and it's a it's a mineral and uh it was i don't exactly remember the date they say when it was discovered it was a long time ago because i believe it was alexander the great uh that used it uh his soldiers found number one that it was amazing stuff because it would purify water uh they they found that the, the water would affect the soldiers a lot less when they would use chungai because when you were, were traveling along anywhere in the world a lot of times water could be one of your hardest sources and we have to have water on a daily basis so they found that the shungai being very high carbon content uh, was capable of, of filtering a lot of the impurities out of water so that was one of its first uses. Then uh, when uh, Chernobyl came along and had the explosion at the Chernobyl nuclear plant uh, in, in uh, the Ukraine, uh, the Russians found out that the Shungite, they started building rooms out of it and it actually helped the people who were exposed to very high levels of radiation, of ionizing radiation. And uh, since then, it's it's a variety of uses. It also, uh, we, we can make jewelry out of it and wear it. And just like we're both doing right now. And it, it has a variety of uses. Uh, they It's full of a thing called fullerenes. And the fullerenes give it excellent conducting capabilities. So uh, I understand NASA and many people have been researching with Shungite now for many years. And they, uh, I've heard that it's, it's allowed them to develop some stuff on the space station that before they were having difficulty developing because since it is a superconductor, they can make a lot smaller wires carry the same amount of current. So that's, that's where the superconductor material comes in. You don't have to use near as big a wire to do the same job. You can use a lot smaller. So I don't know what all uses actually that Shungai is being used for, but it looks like there's been a lot of development with it especially since about the early 1990s when people started finding out about it more. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned that there are three grades of Shungite. Can you talk a little bit about those grades and what makes them different? Well, I may need some help with that because I, I can't even remember all the names of them, but the first one I guess is just called regular Shungite. And like the stone that I'm wearing here and the stone that I'm wearing here. And I believe this necklace that I'm wearing is the regular Shungite. And, so was this one right here that I'm wearing on my arm. And it's got somewhere in the neighborhood of what, 50%, I believe, carbon. And it's also got some other things in it. There's some pyrite in it. I think there's a little bit of iron. And if you take rough shungite and you, you put it in water, it will become a little bit red because there's some iron in it and it will rust. Uh, oh, excuse me. I've got a, as you know, a broken collarbone. So I'm very limited on my movement and I can't sit in one place for a long time right now. So. <laughs> Excuse me if I have to move around in front of the camera. Uh, then they have the next grade, which is Petrovsky, I believe. Doesn't does it also have another name, or is it just Petrovsky? Uh, Petrovsky. No, it's just Petrovsky. It's called. They call it a higher grade. It's a higher carbon content, and it probably does conduct a little bit better. Uh, has a tendency to shine a little bit better. It, it's a nicer looking. Use it for jewelry. Have you got a piece of that there that you can show? That's I Petrovsky. do. I don't know if you have the light that you can really see it, but the Petrovsky has a real nice shine to it. Now the regular Shungite will shine nice too if you keep it poly, but the, the Petrovsky has a little bit more of a, 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 a little bit more shine to it than that. And then they also have what is called the Elite. Is that also called the Noble? Both. Yeah, both Elite and Noble. And it's a very high carbon content, an excellent conductor of electricity. But the problem is you really can't make anything with it because it's not toolable. 
Uh, it's very brittle. And if you try to tool it, it'll just crack. And if you were to try to make jewelry out of it, it would split and crack too easily if you bumped it on anything, even if you did get a piece made. But it's it's still nice to use for a lot of things, such as putting in water. Uh, now, we tried a little experiment with it to see, because we had some people say that it would lower the pH of your water if you put it in there. So we tried a little experiment with it, just our own. It wasn't this big scientific experiment. We just took some of our water and we put it in it. And the first time, it actually raised the pH. I believe the second time there wasn't any change, was there? I'm sorry? I believe the first time that we used it in water, the first time I remember it actually did raise the pH some. The pH actually went up after about 24 hours. Well, uh, three, three, yeah, it went up little by little, but it totally went up. Our pH should be at 7.0, and the pH with the shungite after three days in uh, a glass of water, it went up to like five, between 5.0 and 5.5. That would be a drop. You said seven. I said we should be. It, that's where it should be. Right. Is at 7.0. And when we started the experiment, it was the water was like at four point something between 4.5 and 5.0. I don't remember. Oh. I didn't bring I didn't bring my notes in, but after the third day, it did it did raise the pH because as you said, somebody said that it lowered the pH, but that's not true. But you if you want to do it properly, because we did two experiments, we did one with glass, the glass cups. And then we used a pitcher that was plastic and that one didn't really raise at all. So if you want to use it to purify water, it should be in a glass container. Right, of course, so our little experiment that we did was not actually anything scientific. It was just a little thing of putting it in there. There's, there's an awful lot that we should have done in order to actually test to see if it would actually raise or lower the pH. But our finding was it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference there at this point once again that but it will it will take the impurities out we definitely know that so that is one thing that it will do well i was curious because you were listening to a, a video about shungai and the guy had said that it lowered the ph to like 3.5 yeah. so i it was my own experiment just to find out if he was telling the truth right so I really didn't keep a real good record, but I did, like I said, I did find that after three days, it, it raised it to about between 5.5 and 6.0. There's a lot of things that we, what you would have to do in order to try that, though, is to make sure that the water was already stable, that the pH wasn't going to change on its own. We didn't do that. We don't know if he did that or not, but anyway, we, we really don't know the pH story on it. But what we do know about Shungai, since it is such a good conductor, uh, is that it does help block a lot of the, the radio frequency fields and the uh, uh, health block from ionizing radiation also, which we're exposed a lot more to ionizing radiation now than what people realize. Years ago, before they started all the atomic testing, let me here just a second and grab this. This is an actual, you've seen these in some old movies and things. These are a Geiger counter, which actually measures ionizing radiation. It will tell you uh, alpha, gamma, and beta, and also will we'll, uh, measure x-rays. And you see, I don't know if you can read the number on it right there. It's yeah. 44. Um, yes. Just the ambient radiation, just the radiation that's around me right now. And before they started all the nuclear testing, it would normally be down around between five 
and 10 counts per minute, which is what this is reading right here, the number of things that are striking this Geiger-Muller tube and back. And so now it's dropped a little bit to 22. I think actually I've raised up too because I have it over here to a little bit of a radioactive source. But anyway, we're, this thing runs all the time, 24 hours a day here, and it, it will remain anywhere between about 20 to 45 counts per minute most of the time. And so our, our radiation levels that we're exposed to in ionizing radiation have definitely gone up. Uh, too many nuclear events around the world. Most people don't realize that you, you ask someone how many nuclear detonations have there been around the world. And I, I've asked several people this and I get an answer of, well, let's see, we, we had one when they first started and the two in Japan and here are maybe five. Most people don't realize there's been over 2000 explosions, nuclear explosions in the world. And uh, the United States did not uh, put off the biggest one. The biggest one was actually put off by the Russians, and it was on the island of Novaya, I believe, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Novaya Zemula. And it was the equivalent of about a 50, it was, or it was a, approximately a 50 megaton bomb. It was so big, they didn't know, even know if the airplane was going to be able to escape. And they painted the airplane with silver paint to help block the heat from the explosion. And when they landed, they found that it had melted the silver paint off the airplane. The explosion was so big, it flattened everything for about 60 miles. It was approximately a 60 mile, 50, 60 mile radius. I don't remember all the details on the bomb. The United States exploded the second largest one down in the Marshall Islands back in the 50s. It was called Castle Bravo. And it was only supposed to be about a seven megaton explosion, but due to some engineering miscalculations and some material that they thought was going to be inert and wasn't going to have an effect, it was some type of tritium. Uh, it ended up being about a 15 uh, megaton bomb, which is a pretty big bomb that blew about a mile wide hole in the earth. So that's just an example of some of the ones that have been exploded. And then uh, there were the Nevada testing site uh, that they had, and then also where you and I have been out at the, uh, uh, in New Mexico there at the uh, White, White Sands uh, Missile Range. I'm drawing a blank on the name of that, but it has a name where the first nuclear bomb was ever exploded. A Trinity site, the Trinity site. And uh, of course, when we were out there rock rounding and doing some other things. And uh, around the world, there's, like I say, there's been about 2,000 explosions. We, we've set off about 62 in the Marshall Islands. I believe France put uh, set off about 104 in the Marshall Islands. There's also a lot of other nuclear events around the world. And the country of, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Kazakhstan is the way I usually pronounce it. I don't know if that's exactly the correct pronunciation. There's a lot of political problems going on over there right now, but... The Russians have dumped a lot of nuclear material into lakes and areas that they, you know, out where usually people are not. And they have a lake over there that they say is so contaminated that if you stand by the lake for about two hours, you would walk away and you would die soon. That's how much radiation that you would absorb. So there are a lot of nuclear issues around the world. And the Shungai, like I said, after Chernobyl exploded, which was one of the big events around the world that spread a lot of ionizing radiation, uh, they built rooms out of Shungai. And so this is a little piece of mica right here that I keep in a sack so that the dust doesn't go everywhere. And if I take the Geiger counter and I take it and put it up close to the, and with my shoulder right now, and we'll see if I can do this. You're probably seeing the red light over there flash a lot more. And yeah. 
Yeah. The number go up. Yes. Minutes, but I believe that this will go up somewhere. I think it usually goes up to around 100, 120 counts per minute. I think that's about. I think that's about where I got it to. Is about 120. Yeah, this is something that we uh, we mined up at uh, what's called Hog Mine in Georgia, uh, just right across, not too far across the Alabama border, off of 88. And uh, what I can't even read that from here. Uh, 114. What's up to 114? And so I'm going to take my, I've got a plate of shungite, which is here, and I'm going to put the, uh, and my arm once again, I'm going, to, I'm going to take and put the Geiger Mueller tube right up against the shungite, and it will take a minute because it, but you see the red light is flashing a lot less. Yeah. You can see that. And so you, you'll see the numbers coming down. I think they've already started coming down, but. I can see them coming down. You can see that the sun guide actually will reflect the ionizing radiation. So it, it does assist. Um, sun guide is also, doesn't it also contain all the energies of all the other crystals? It, said to. it is said It is said to. It also contains quartz crystal, which is said to enhance any other uh, mineral or crystal it comes in contact yeah. with. Let's see. It's kind of fluctuating, going up and down now. It, it will, yeah, it does that. It, it will continue to drop though. If you look, what you mainly want to look at is the red light and it's blinking a lot less. And if I take the shun guide and I pull it away and I put it right back over it, you'll see the light start really jumping up again. Oh yeah. Yeah, see the light and, and the numbers will climb. This thing does account, it, it averages out for a minute. So it takes a few minutes for the numbers to go up and down as you're looking at things. So. This Geiger counter has seen levels as high as uh, uh, 275,000 counts per minute. And that was some material the man at Hog Mine had uh, that he had mined somewhere up in North Carolina. It was a mine that they ended up having to close because they found out it had a lot of uranium, radioactive uranium, and it was actually dangerous to go in for any long period of time. A Shungite also, is the only one of the only materials in the world that will conduct electricity if it's black and it's shungite. And this is just a little circuit that I made up with a battery and a light. And when you put something metal across these two screws right here, it will it will complete the circuit. So if I put this across there, you see that the light lights up. And same way with the jewelry. That's a, it's an easy, quick way to check shungite because there's a jewelry. You'll see when I put it across this cruise, that it lights up. And my little uh, heart that I'm wearing here, let me put that across here. Oop. Heart. Ah, there we go. And I don't think I can reach this because of my shoulder. <laughs> well, what about, does it do it for like other crystals? No, this is a piece of jasper. Put a piece of jasper across there, and you notice I get nothing. And then this is labradorite. Labradorite, that's labradorite, that's right. You know a lot better than I do. And I put that across there. We don't get and I also have a piece of quartz. I'm going to take a piece of rose, a little bit of rose in there, rose quartz, and it doesn't do anything. Now, there are some other crystals that will cause this to light up, but it's going to be something that's got a lot of iron in it uh, or something metallic, pyrite will cause things to light up. But uh, if, if, it's, if it's black, 
and it lights it up, it probably shouldn't go. But if it's black and it doesn't light up, then it's some other material, which could be what black onyx. Uh, there's several other things that it could be other than shungai. And we have someone that is a uh, vendor, someone else that sells shungai, and they asked us one time to test some of their necklaces that they were getting in from somewhere, and we did, and they did not light up. So they were not shungai. So but this, this is always a real quick test. And, and he's a reputable guy. I'm not saying anything about it. Uh, but whoever sold them to him, whoever they got them from or wherever it came from, they thought that they were Shungite, but it was not. So you do want to always check and make sure that you are getting Shungite. So, and of course, not everybody has that. So what you can do is if you have a flashlight that has the, I'm not sure if it, I think it's where the batteries go in. And the light goes on the top, not the one at the bottom, but the ones at the top. You could use that to test Shungite too. I've seen people do it on videos. If it's, if it's a metal, some of the flashlights nowadays are plastic, but if it's a metal case flashlight with the batteries in, the negative battery on the bottom, if you can take the Shungite and put it between the bottom of the battery and the side of the flashlight, it, it should light the light up on the flashlight. Yeah, that's an easy, quick way to do that also. I just like my little tester that we made so that we could show people. <laughs> well, and people love it too. Yeah, and they, they like that God. visual of, of both. They like both the light, especially kids. They think it's so cool that the Shungai will do that. But it's it's a great visual so that we can actually show people that the Shungai actually does work. And when I'm, I'm, I go to events and there's this one woman and she has Shungai bracelets. She wears like four on each wrist because she says they help with her arthritis. Uh, I had another woman who came to me and she said she was experiencing headaches recently and she couldn't get rid of them. And the first thing I asked her was if she was sensitive to the electromagnetic field. And she said, she asked me what it was and I told her, and uh, she said, I can hear the electricity in the walls. So I, she bought a bracelet. I saw her 45 minutes later, asked her how her headache was and she said it was gone. I have seen her recently and asked her if she's still getting headaches, and she said no, that she is not getting headaches. So those are two really good testimonies that people have given, because I never thought about using it for pain. I always thought about just using it for protection against the electromagnetic field. Can you explain to the listening audience what the electromagnetic field is for those who don't know? Well, we're, we're bombarded with all kinds of radio frequency signals and electrical everywhere that you look. We have electrical nowadays, and then you can't go a uh, uh, quarter of a mile in some cities without having another tower of some type with a whole bunch of electric, uh, a whole bunch of antennas on it. And these things are emitting electrical fields. And that's something that I have here that we also demonstrate with. This is a meter. Uh, that just shows the level of radio frequency field, electromagnetic field, and uh, the uh, uh, radio frequency field, which radio frequency field is what we're exposed to more than anything. Uh, I, I didn't, I don't have my chart uh, here right now, but if you go on the U.S. allocated frequency chart, anybody can do it on the internet, you're going to see this chart. And it goes from the lowest transmission, which is somewhere down around 300 kilohertz, all the way up to 100 gigahertz, big wide range. Back when I was in school, 
you would you would look at an allocated frequency chart from the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, and there would be gaps. You would have television stations, channel three, channel four, channel five, all of these run dedicated signals. You would have marine band that was used for navigation of ships and things. You had stuff that was set aside for avionics, things that were set aside for military. But back then, we didn't have all these cell phones. We didn't have all these microwave towers. We didn't have all of this other stuff. Now we have so much stuff, there's nothing left. Everything from the lowest frequency, just about all the way to the light has been filled. So it's, and, and energy is additive. Uh, and this energy, you'll see it expressed in decibels, ADB. And if you have three decibels and you add another three decibels of another frequency source, we now have six decibels of energy. So we're taking all of this frequency band and we're being just bombarded with all of this stuff. And when I turn this on, it's, it was relatively low here a little while ago because our house, we have a metal roof and we don't run that high. But if you see right now, sitting this close to a computer, it's blinking, which means it's hitting a lot in the red. Matter of fact, that's that's solid red across there right now. There we go. Some of times it'll hit yellow, sometimes it'll go on the yellow, and sometimes it'll go all the way down into the green. But right now, there's a lot of stuff being broadcasted. So this is what we're being exposed to 24-7. So I can help this. Uh, we have a, a iPad full of shun guide and a blanket, and I don't have either one of those, so I can't demonstrate them. <laughs> yeah, there they are. <laughs> if you want to bring it to me? And I can show by wrapping around the antenna. We're in two separate places here. That if I take this and I wrap this, this is an eye patch. And if I wrap this around the antenna and block a lot of the radio frequency field, if I can get wrapped around it, it's hard to do, especially with my shoulder. There we go. It's reduced it. Didn't stop it, but it's reduced it. And it's not blinking and it's not flashing anymore. You see the bar is turned more yellow. And it's not making any noise. And the second that I pull it away, it's right back again. So the Shungite does help block. These are eye patches that you can use for people that are really injured to be sensitive for when you sleep and stuff to put on. And I'm going to turn this thing off because it gets real annoying real fast, especially when there's that much energy in the air, which there is a lot right now. But the, you have to realize now this is picking up everything. It's picking up the Wi-Fi that we have here in our house. But we have a Wi-Fi box that we own. The cable company doesn't own it. And I keep the signal turned down so it's just strong enough to reach through the house. And our house is not that big. So I, I try to lessen things as much as we possibly can. Of course, we wear a lot of Shungai. Uh, we're working on some other Shungai products. We've got uh, the jewelry that you say you can wear. And also... We uh, believe in it so much. We have pyramids. Do you have some of the smaller pyramids? Yeah, I have one of the step pyramids, which I think are really cool. And these yeah. are on the website. If you go to majesticterror.com and you click out and shop, it'll take you to our sister site, Heavenly Bodies. And that's where all these are listed. We have various sizes of the pyramids that we have available. And they're on the website. We also have... Uh, Tetrahedrons. Uh, the tetrahedron, this is uh, 
can't see it. A 60 millimeter. And I think that says it's either 20 or 30. Then there's the Merkabas. We have those in three different sizes. Uh, we have bags of the raw nuggets. These are, I believe, $10. And this is one ounce. And these are the raw nuggets. This is the lowest grade. But these are great if you don't have, oh, that's another way you can tell. Can you see the black of my finger? Mm -hmm. That's another way you can tell it's fungite because it will rub off and it, it fades after a while. It stops doing that. But when you first start handling it, it will rub off. So that's another way you can tell it, if it's shungite or not. Even with the, the polished stuff, it will kind of come off from handling it. And this is uh, what they call worry stone. And this is the um, Petrovsky. And this piece is $10. So it's great to put in your pocket, you know, or your purse. Pockets better because we have found you get more shielding from wearing it than actually carrying it around. And then we have the bracelet like this. So you get more shielding than what you would by just wearing the beads. So and these these are 20. And this only comes in one size, but you could see that my husband's wearing it. And then I can also wear it too. And then this is the Petrovsky. So you get more carbon and you have to realize everything around us is energy, we're energy. And that's why the electromagnetic field affects us the way it does because it's messing with our natural vibrational frequency. So our, all the cells in our body are supposed to go clockwise, but because we're bombarded by all the, the EMFs, it causes them to go counterclockwise. Well, if some guy takes and turns it back around, it makes them go clockwise again. So this one is for the Petrovsky bracelet, that's 19. And I think we have them in different sizes, I'm not sure. Then we have an assortment of necklaces and I can also do custom products. So this is one of the ones that I created with, with different beads and that, that one is, 35. This is an, another one. This is a choker. This is 17 inches, 17 inches. So it fits pretty snug. So and that's got, it's got the shungite and then just some spacers on it. And then the shungite rectangle. And this one's 35. And then these are just about beaded necklaces, like the one that my husband's wearing. Mm -hmm. And it's 41 inches long, and this is $20. This is a, just another var variation of a choker that I made. These are 35. And the reason that they're higher is because you've got different types of beads, plus there's space to beads on it. And it's also my time that goes into it. So I think the one ounce bags, that's $10. And this is great if, I mean, the thing you'll find these days is that people are really raising the prices on Shungite because they realize there's such a demand for it. And it's it's crazy. And I'm kind of fearful right now of people thinking that our Shungite is not authentic due to the fact that it's very reasonably priced. 
I mean, I make the bracelets and I sell them for $10. I know another vendor who sells them for like $40. And I was at this event and this woman came up who I know. And she said, oh, look, I just bought this Shungite bracelet. I had the, um, our, we call, we call it the Shungite Authenticator. I had that with me. So I said, well, let me see if it's real. It lit up. So yeah, it's real. She said, yeah, it was $40, but I, but I got it for 35. I said to her, I said, you know what? Go and take that back. I said, I have them for $10. She said, but they're my friends. I, with friends like that, who needs enemies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. And then, I, like, huh? I like these because I wear this one a lot. And this is the one that has uh, Shungite, uh, has a Shungite bead and then two uh, diffusers, the lava beads on it because <laughs> I put, uh, I have allergies. So I use our peppermint oil. I put it on and then I can inhale the peppermint oil to help kind of keep me clear. So I think I, li I like that one of the best ones that I wear, especially when I'm out of wear here in the house, but I wear that a lot. So I like that one. Yeah, and you can, if you wanted to have a diffuser bracelet combined with the Shungite, you could just like leave it in the comments. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hooked up to PayPal. You don't have to have a PayPal account to check out, but there's a comment section and you could just put in there that you you know what other bead you want if you want like amethyst or crystal which will enhance it more and also the size you could take you could take the um what they call it the seamstress measuring tape excuse me and just wrap it around around your waist do it firmly but not tight because these are on stretch cord so if you go loose because you want it loose, it's going to be very loose because we've had that happen before. So you could do that also with, with the necklaces, you know, I do 17 inch, but for a male with a thicker neck, neck, this is not going to fit them. So I have to do 18, 19. So, and there too, you can use the seamstress measuring tape and find out where you want it. And I could easily do custom pieces. So this is the bag of the Noble. There's three pieces. What's about an ounce, you said? I uh, forgot how many grams it is. It's somewhere in it, right? A little I little believe else. it's about an ounce. And this sells for $5. So, and, and the, then, of the course, big, he's... I'm sorry? Here's, here's the... Uh, I'll give you the... That is a quarter. So you can see it. And so I was going to show the uh, the uh, pyramids. They're available all the way up. Tell me if you can see this. I sent the camera. I can see it. The pyramid in the chair. Uh -huh. That's 250 millimeters. That's a big pyramid. Oh, get my armchair out of the way. That's where the problem is. Now you can see it better. And that sits on the end table at night. So that's uh, that's the big boy and heavy. <laughs> So then he he showed you the eye mask earlier, and the eye mask goes for twenty nine dollars, and this is this is the pillow, and we only have one of these right now on the website. So if you wanted one, it would have to be a pre order. So you see, there's there's shungite that's sewn inside of here. Now with the pillow, what I would do because it's not really comfortable at all, I would not want to sleep on this. But I think 
it would be great if you could stick it underneath the pillow that you sleep on. Mm -hmm. I have two pillows, so I might want to stick it underneath the second one. If I'm really sensitive about how things feel, and I'm real, I, I'm very particular about my pillows. So that's the pillow. It would, it would also be great too. Like people are saying to use it for pain. So, you know, maybe if you're experiencing pain, some pain, you might want to just wrap this around while you're relaxing or something and ease the pain. What was, um, when we went to Arizona, you had the Geiger counter on the plane. What did it go up to? Uh, right around 900 counts a minute. 900. And, yeah, and of course, inside the plane, the only thing it's going to be measuring is uh, gamma rays, because they're the only thing that are going to penetrate the, the skin of the airplane. So you can't read the, the alpha and the beta. So we're only reading gamma rays, but it went up to about 900 counts a minute. And that's just what's lingering in the atmosphere still from all of the nuclear explosions, the, the uh, aerial explosions that have happened all around the world. But tell everyone how important it is to shield because you, you, can't, you can't stop it. I tell people that on the front end, you cannot stop what we're being bombarded with but you can reduce it. And that's what you're trying to do is to reduce it. Let me give you an example. An electric guitar that I worked with for years and years, guitar player, where all of the electronics and the pickups and the controls and, and everything are mounted. If you ever open up the back of one of those, it's going to have either a piece of some type of uh, aluminum. Uh, sometimes it's done with conductive paint. There are several different ways that they try to shield the external audio noises out. And so if you take that guitar and you pull that shielding out or you put those components in there with no shielding whatsoever and you try to use that guitar for a rock and roll venue in a club somewhere where there's lots of noise from lighting and freezers and people with cell phones and everything else, that guitar will be unusable. It will be completely unusable. You won't, you will not be able to use that instrument. You go in and you properly shield everything to block as much of that stuff out as you can. And now, even in doing that, a lot of times you'll have a guitar that you'll still have a certain amount of noise that you have to live with. But it's rock and roll and it's a guitar, so who cares, right? A little bit of noise to go. <laughs> well, for but those that, who don't play, for those who don't play real good, it, it might add something to to their playing. That's that's always possible too. But anyway, our bodies are the same way. Our bodies are electrical, and a lot of people don't realize they come home with a headache, they get stiff joints, they, their uh, doctor all of a sudden says that they're full of arthritis. Well, of course, the medical system, some of the disagreements that we have with it, they don't really look to the source of a problem. They'll prescribe something or tell you to take a Tylenol or, you know, do whatever. But you've got to figure out a lot of times what the source of your problem is. And there can be a lot of things that are a problem. We're exposed to 80,000 chemicals that we shouldn't be exposed to. So it's, it's not just the radio frequency field, but the radio frequency field is a big part of it. And, and Shungite has the capability with the fullerenes. I'm not really going to go into the fullerenes because they're kind of hard to explain. They, just, they look like a whole bunch of soccer balls linked together. But because of that, it's able to block or diffuse or reflect a lot of different types of radio frequency fields. So, and if you just have a small piece of aluminum or something, it will block certain ones, certain frequency bands, but it's not gonna do a good job on the whole thing. 
And some some uh, shielding, you look at the front of a microwave oven, what do you have? You've got a piece of metal, it's full of holes. That are the space you can work out the wavelength of the frequency that's operating there. And that's why those holes are a particular size. They're there to help block out that particular band of frequencies that that microwave is generating. But if you take and you turn on a microwave, just like we did here one day, and I took my RF meter, there's a lot of leakage from that microwave. This thing really went up. I had no idea that microwaves leaked that much, but they did. So you're always going to get a certain amount of leakage because the the FCC and the people who set the standard for the amount of radiation that can we be exposed to is set really high, way high. There's a lot of people that we disagree with it, um, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the likelihood of that uh, changing due to all the monies of all the people involved in the you know making money off of all of the cell phones and all the other technology you know th that's not going to get reduced so it's up to you to protect yourself any way that you can so and and if you especially if you live close to a cell phone tower or a microwave tower or in an area where there's a lot of real you live in a neighborhood in an apartment complex where everybody in the complex has wi-fi and everybody in that complex is using a cell phone and if i can get up and you, I, I didn't bring my cell phone over here because I keep my cell phone away from me most of the time. But I'm going to get up and grab it. Yeah. All I'm going to do, well, I unplugged it and woke it up. So I'm going to turn the screen off. What did I do? Here we go. Here's my RF meter. What I'm going to do. See where I am right now. It's 852 uh, millivolts. I'm just going to wake myself on that. I'll tell you what, I'm going I'm to I'm take and I'm going to call you. My phone's in the kitchen. That's fine. Did you see what it went to? It went from- no, I can't see. I can't see the- well, It went from millivolts to volts. I, I can't see it. You're holding it out of the screen. Oh, I'm sorry. It went from millivolts to volts. Now that's up 8.56 volts. See volt per meter, which is up there. So I'm gonna hit the stop button and I'm gonna give it just a second. You see it's reducing. It's Turn it off here. You see it went down back to the millivolt range. So it it at least went up 10 times. Let me turn that phone off. So now you can imagine if you're in an area where you've got 20 people using cell phones. And then most people don't realize the let me turn this annoying thing off. Most people don't realize it, but it isn't just the Wi-Fi unit that's in your house. It's this computer that I'm sitting in front of because it's got to be able to transmit back to the Wi-Fi box if I don't have a physical cable run. And then we've got uh, two printers that we use in our little home office here. And you've got your cell phone and you've got your laptop and you've got your son that lives here with us and he's got his computer and he's got his cell phone. All of these things, once again, as I said, the energy is additive. So every single device that you've got in your house 
that is transmitting this stuff is added to the total amount of energy that you're exposed to just in your house. And then you've got all kinds of stuff coming in from outside the window. So there's, there's just so much nowadays that we're being exposed to. So once again, it's our responsibility to reduce it as much as we possibly can. And it depends some on the, it, it's dangerous for everybody being exposed to too much. And a radio frequency, if it's a strong enough energy, will actually burn you. That is where microwave ovens came from in the first place. I had an old instructor uh, when I first started in electronics at vocational school. He was an old Navy guy, taught electronics in the Navy. And when they first started using radar, especially in World War II, uh, which they had radar before that, but they would take cans of, of soup or whatever. And when the radar was transmitting and receiving to test, they would take and throw the soup can up in front of the radar. And every time it would come down, it would be a little bit warmer. And what they didn't realize is they too were being exposed to a lot of that energy. And so a lot of these guys ended up getting the oil from it. Or would it, you can end up with an RF burn. I have an RF burn on my arm from working in electronics. It's a little spot down here that I got from the back of a high TV one time when I didn't realize that it was shocking me. And I got up the next day and I had a big red spot there and come to find out it was a burn from what I was working on. And so a lot of these guys that work on these big cell towers that are in real close proximities to these high energy transmitters, they can have some health effects from it. So anything that you work around with is a lot of energy. You know, it, 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 our bodies operate, it takes some electrical energy for my brain to tell my finger to do that. And so we can, you know, just like when you get a shock, your, your body goes into shock. You know, you, you can't function, you, you can't move any any of your arms or anything. You know, people, people that get a bad shock, well, you know, you're getting with all the stuff, little shocks all the time. So very important to shield yourself as much as you can. Right. And there is a list of various health issues that people could from the electromagnetic field, such as headaches. Insomnia is another one. You don't want to sleep with your phone next to your bed. If you are, it should be on airplane mode. You don't want anything electrical by your bed, like lamps or radio clock, clock radio you don't want any of that stuff in your bed. Anything electrical should be 10 feet away from your bed. Always, so we, left out smart, we left out smart meters also. I see some apartment complexes where they've got a dozen apartments in one building. And you've got uh, 12, I mean, uh, 12 apartments in one building. You've got 12 smart meters right there, all in one big bank. Right. But we also have stickers, and I didn't bring them I didn't bring the one in with me, but we have stickers that you can put. Uh, can you get your case off of your cell phone? Yeah, yeah. To show them the stickers? Mm, I you want to take the case off of your phone and put the Shungite sticker. We make these stickers. He makes them. He came up with the idea for making them. And there's Shungite powder in there, which, too, is energy. And you take the sticker and you put it on the back of your phone. Can you read it? So the No, no, can't see. It has it, ah, there you go. It has it has Metatron's cube on it, and which is sacred geometry, which enhances anything that it, it's on. So we've got that on 
our fuse box, you put on a fuse box and it'll help to reduce the electromagnetic field. And then again, on our cell phones. Um, the pyramids, the pyramids are great as a decorative item, like near Wi-Fi boxes or on gaming systems. For a gaming system, I might want to go with a bigger pyramid only because of the fact that kids are dealing with it and we don't want any choking hazards. We want to be safe. The, 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 the bag of 10 nuggets is great for purifying water. Uh, there is talk about the only one that could be used to purify water is the elite or noble. And we find it not to be true. Since Shungite has become a big thing in the US, there, there's a lot of false information going on out there. And they, they're also gonna experience high prices. I know some, a customer came to me and she said that she saw they were selling Shungite bracelets for $200. I'm selling them for, well, this one's pretty chocolate. I'm selling them for 10 bucks, you know? And my, part of my branding for my business is that everybody deserves to have good quality products at reasonable prices. I mean, sure, I could charge $20, $30 for it, but why should I? Why do I need to be that greedy? Why do I need to, to have that much? I want to help people. I want to help them to have a better quality of life holistically. And, it, you know, and I've come into situations where there was something I was interested in and the price was just too high. And I, di I didn't do or get whatever it was. I don't want to people, and I, don't, I see no reason why people have to, why things have to be like that. There's no reason. So I had brought up the airplane because we've got this that goes around your neck. And I think it would be great for people when they're flying. Plus it's got some weight and it's actually kind of therapeutic. So there's that. And again, you know, it's the same thing. And, you know, you could take it out, you could wash the cover, but it's the same thing where it's, it's sewn in there and there's Shungite nuggets all through there. So, and the shoulder pad is 49. Oh, we got the we're, out. we're wearing the Shungite t-shirt. So anybody wants a Shungite t-shirt, we've got them readily available now. So <laughs> right, we do. We're just doing them in white and in black, and we have two different styles. So you know, if you get the white, that that's what it's gonna look like. If you get the black, this is what it's gonna look like. And in, in all actuality, it doesn't show up very well on camera. It looks much better in person. Yeah, this this is too glittery. This is the problem with the light that's in here. It, it doesn't look. It doesn't look like this when you're actually looking at it, but with the light reflecting on it, it doesn't look too good. And these are not up on the website. So, you know, if you are interested in a t-shirt, you know, I'll get something up on the website gradually, but if you are interested in a t-shirt, go ahead and, you know, send me a message and let me know that what, you know, which one you want, the white or the black and what size. And the t-shirts, are $25 up to up to an extra large. After that, it goes up to $30. Uh, this is another thing that we have are the pendulums. So if you're into dousing, and we also have more pendulums up on our website. So again, the website is majestictera.com. Click on shop, it'll take you to our sister site, Heavenly Bodies. That site is getting a makeover right now. So that is why we are going and through Majestic Tarot to put pe pe people 
over to the Heavenly Bodies website, which is yeah. now Heavenly Bodies Wellness. So that's a that we not <laughs> right. We have different. We have different <laughs> pendants. Like the point, show them a close up of the heart, huh? Let me say close up of the heart. We have the heart. Then the choker that I showed you earlier with the uh, the rectangle. You can get that plain, you know, just on like the black rat tail or black fake leather. And those are those are $15. So it's again, very reasonably priced. And also on the website, there's other things that we have as far as the pendants go. So you can take a look and choose what you want. Everything is created on a 17 inch uh, rat tail with silver findings. Uh, if you want another size, you could just leave me a note in the comments telling me what size you, you want it. And I will go ahead and I'll custom do that at no additional cost to you. So that's Sean Guy. I hope you, oh, one more thing before we go is I wanna say it does cause various health issues. The, the headaches, insomnia also can cause um, reproductive issues, leukemia, and there's some other things too. Again, once you get to the Heavenly Bodies website or even MajesticTarot.com, we click on shop, there is a link that'll take you to, to the Heavenly Bodies website where you can read more about the Shun Guide. So that's Shun Guide. I hope we've educated you and I hope that you will stay safe. Randy, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Is there any Hi. last thoughts you want to leave the listening audience with? Yeah, if anybody ever has a question about it that we can answer, always feel free to, you know, shoot a line over or whatever. And, uh, you know, we'll answer to the best of our ability. Uh, there's, there's, you know, I'm sure some things that, that uh, I would have to be able to dig into and research. And we've done a lot of research on it. Some of it has actually been kind of hard to find because you get into a lot of universities uh, that or studying, you know, different materials, which is what they do. And you have to have a university account to get in there. And then even when you do get a university account, it doesn't guarantee you that you're going to get into particular sections of it. You know, you have to be someone with the proper credentials or whatever to get into some of the studies and things that they do, especially when they do studies for the, the government. You know, some of that information is withheld. It's not available to everybody. So there's a lot of things about Shanghai that we just haven't been able to find out. But we, we try to tell the truth, what we've learned about it, what we know about it, what I, the little uh, test that we set up with the Geiger counter and the RF meter and all those things just to give you a basic understanding. We also make sure that people don't understand that it's not a cure-all. It's not what it is. But once again, you're trying to reduce. You know, if you can, if you can bring the danger level down from here down to here, you've accomplished a lot. You know, because the, every every time you double the amount of energy, it's it's a lot harder on your body. You're putting a lot more stress on your body. And some people are a lot more uh, uh, energy. What am I trying to say? They, sensitive. The sensitive energy. Lot, but some people are very energy sensitive. Some people you hear about kids in high school getting such bad headaches when they start installing some of the Wi-Fi systems and things because they're they're very sensitive to that energy, and it all has to do with 
our individual bodies and how we're made and the, the little molecules, because what does a microwave oven do? It's, it gets the water molecules spinning round and round. Well, that's what this, this, all this energy we're being exposed to can do to us too. And it's like when I worked in audio for years and years, we used to tell people when you, well, like at a disco at a, at a club, uh, what did people want to hear in the frequency range? Well, what people wanted to dance to was the bass drum and the bass that they heard, which was at what is called chest cavity resonance. And most people's chest cavity, because of what size it is, it was found most people resonate between the 70 to 90 cycles. If you're a larger person, it's going to be the 70 cycles. If you're a smaller person, it's going to be up around 90. And everybody's going to pretty much follow within that range somewhere. You can feel that beat in your body, you know, especially in your chest. And that's what people really wanted to, to feel was that beat to be able to get out there and dance. Well, we're all a little bit different when it comes to the energy. We're different sizes. We're, we're made a little bit different, all of us. So some of us to some of that energy are, are more sensitive than others. So, so you know, once again, you're just trying to reduce. So we, we try to tell it like it is, as much truth. I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there who's going to disagree with what we're doing or whatever. But all that we're trying to do is, is help people so that if they are energy sensitive, we can help them to be able to live a better life without the arthritis, without the headaches, you know, get the energy level down to their body so that they're not bothered by as much. So that's, that's basically our mission, I guess. And with the, prices, right. with the prices you're charging, you're not getting rich. <laughs> well, that's another thing. My husband over here told me I should raise my prices and I keep saying no. And you know what? I'm glad I haven't because I've had a lot of customers come to me and say, thank you for what you do and thank you for being so reasonably priced. So I hear that that's the confirmation that I'm doing the right thing. And I want to do the right yeah. thing. All right. Don't need any karma kicking me in the butt. All right, Randy, right. it's been great. Thank you for doing this today, and I'm glad that I was here. And if anybody has any questions that we can answer, we'll we'll give it our best shot. Just go ahead and leave it in the comments, or though, you know, my email's out there, so you have no excuse for not being able to get in contact with me. So thank you so much for listening. You enjoy the, the rest of your time, whether it's day or night or morning. And remember to keep shining your light. Take care. Bye-bye.